1: Hey guys, Shane with Now That I'm Older. Check out Rogue Intel Prime with Duff and Chris. Anything goes in this podcast of infinite possibilities. The gang are sure to entertain with their take on the latest news, commentary, and review of, well, whatever the hell they feel like. Check out Rogue Intel Prime on RogueIntel.com.
0: I'm Corey from Super Call me Guru 9000, and joined with me is Christian, and this is the Powerful Nerdcast. How are you doing today, Christian?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I realized we just started today without a fancy quote.
0: Yeah, we, a, did. We, uh, we did. We are breaking tradition a little bit, but then but again, uh, this it is, is not October. a traditional
1: uh, podcast either. We're kind of just uh, here to chill, yeah. which is actually very traditional, which yeah. is
0: always what we do. <laughs> but
1: instead of, uh, you know, like sometimes we like write a bunch of notes, but this time we're here to just hang out. Mm-hmm. We thought, you know, I am like the, uh, Phoenix will rise from the ashes and fly through this podcast with no, that, that really is a horrible analogy for what I was trying to go for. Exactly. I'm not really sure what you're going for. It's going to be fine. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the new, uh, uh, it's obviously not the daily show, which did start back, but, uh, Mm -hmm. Stephen Colbert is now doing the tonight show. Yeah. He's doing a
0: fantastic job. Really? Yes.
1: Is it weird with him not playing the character or is the energy the same? So it doesn't matter. I think
0: the energy is right on par. Um, Really, I mean, the biggest difference is that when he was on the Colbert Show, he had like his own uh, sort of personality. He was was a conservative,
1: bumbling, funny idiot guy. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, he was
0: definitely playing a character, but he brings that energy uh, to his hosting skills on the brand new Tonight Show. And Mm -hmm. like I said, I really do think he's doing. A standout job, and, you know, I, I don't usually stay up late to watch the late shows. I've been staying up late to watch Stephen Colbert, and uh, I like that you also mentioned The Daily Show. I think this new kid, I think his name's Trevor Noah, um, I think he's also doing a great job on The Daily Show. Like Really? He's really, he's really snappy. He's got some great writers. He's clearly learned a lot from Jon Stewart. Like, honestly, I think we're going through a little bit of a late-night renaissance right now with all of these uh, brand-new shows.
1: Well, I think it was uh, uh, not Kimmel. Uh, who was the other guy? How many late night show guys are there? There
0: have been so many. I mean, you know, you it's one of the say guys on now, uh,
1: Jimmy Fallon. Yeah,
0: Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy the, Fallon, the Worst, I think of the bunch personally.
1: The, but where he did succeed is he has celebrities and they do things together. Yeah, right. And he's really good at that. Oh yeah, he, he's got that down. Whoever's running that show is just figured not it out.
0: very funny and afraid he, to uh, to push people's buttons. I think a bit too much.
1: Yeah, he's playing it safe. He's yeah. the kindergarten of late yeah. night, if you will. But the one thing that they do really well, and I think Conan also does really well, is they mm-hmm. put like little clips. Like those segments online, mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, you missed the Tonight Show. Oh, you didn't see that thing with uh, Tom Cruise doing the lip sync battle, you know, with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, mm-hmm. well, don't worry, that five minute clip is online, mm-hmm. and you just go watch it anytime you want. You don't need cable or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Something that I've been obsessed with lately is uh, every week I now look forward to the brand new. Uh, uh, I think it's called Last Week with John Oliver. That
1: show is smart as hell.
0: It is. It's great. And I love the segments they release every single week. Uh, they're always really entertaining. They're always incredibly topical. And uh, again, he's a guy who has a lot of personality. He's great at reading, and he's got some amazing writers. But he's also got some really uh, nice, intelligent things to say. And uh, that's something, that, like you said, I love that you mentioned that a lot of these clips are going up on YouTube. Because in many ways, that has sort of like revitalized the whole like late-night scene. And uh, I think it's getting people to tune in a lot more.
1: Yeah, because no one wants to stay up to watch TV
0: anymore. Not like, really, especially especially with the Internet. You know, there's so you could just look at your damn phone while hanging out in your bed before you go to sleep. Like there's there's no reason to stay up and watch TV anymore. Unless, of course, you're badass and you want to watch South Park and Rick and Morty, <laughs> which the, the, but, we'll, like, we'll talk let's about say, Rick and let, Morty let, in a second. Let, there was a season finale.
1: Let's say I didn't watch Rick and Morty last night. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter because if I still have cable, I can watch it on demand anytime I want.
0: Exactly. You could look it up on your Adult Swim app on your phone. Really? Like, that's how simple it is. It's not
1: hard. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, like, uh, I've been watching uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And I keep missing the shows because I'm, like, busy on Sunday or I, I say, They Fuck just it. wrapped
0: up that season, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did. They yeah. did. I, uh, missed, I missed
1: it. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Were there, there zombies? There, Yes, many of zombies. <laughs> the last episode had a lot of things, a lot of firsts. Like, it had its first herd. Mm-hmm. It had, uh, you know, its first, like... Its first herd? You know, when, like... Like, a, there,
0: there's a herd of zombies out in that field? Well, you're
1: fucked when... Because uh, anyone can kill... Two zombies. Yeah. Anyone can kill like 10 if you got a yeah, gun. My,
0: you know, my, my grandma could kill. Yeah, like a zombies. few zombies. That's
1: not a problem. But when there's 2,000, it almost doesn't matter if you have a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, so like the herd is the, that was one of the main things that I always heard people complain about, you know, uh, uh, that Brad Pitt movie. The Z one.
0: Uh, World War Z. World War Z. Yeah, I only I only remember that movie's existence because of the South Park episode
1: <laughs> where Cartman dressed
0: up like yeah, him. Just like I love you both equally. Equally, if that was a real line in that movie, that's no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. It's
1: just they were trying to get across the family man sort of yeah. aspect of it. <laughs> but the point of that movie was uh, that. You couldn't kill all the zombies because there were, when a wave of, like, 50,000 zombies comes at you, it doesn't matter if you have guns. Yeah, you you know,
0: just, you, there's you just, just no way you're going to be able to overpower that many people.
1: Yeah, you you can't do it. And uh, it was really great on the last episode because this military base got hit by a herd. And uh, it was all engineered, like the good guys. You know, our group of characters were following, like, the guy walks up to the main fence with a flashlight. And they're like, hey, are you a zombie? And then the other guy's like, no, he's not. He's using a flashlight. And he's like, hey you guys should probably save your ammo, and then he walks away, and then it's just, just this giant herd that he had, like, sent to there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, again, the zombies aren't scary. You can just walk faster than them, yeah. but, you know, you got to be careful. You don't want to get cornered. And uh, that last episode was great. Obviously, the people that make The Walking Dead are making Fear of the Walking Dead because it mm-hmm. just has the exact same tone. Mm-hmm. And the character's are really good, and the main male is actually really weak. He's very, like... Uh, he,
0: he's he, the exact opposite of Rick Yes, in many they ways. made
1: that on purpose, obviously A he's very a bit,
0: smart decision, I think Because yeah, not everybody is like freaking Ash from the Evil Dead And is just like an expert at like <laughs> Killing these demonic creatures
1: Yeah, like he did have one uh, uh, Rickism, if you will, because this guy He let go, uh, which they were torturing For information on the military, like they capture a soldier mm-hmm. And they uh, start fucking him up To figure out what's going on And uh, one of the other main male leads Is actually like an ex- drug cartel from Mexico that run away from Mexico. Really? And he immediately got it. He's like, oh, it's over. The world's over. We gotta go. He's like, we're gonna grab this army guy. We're gonna torture him to figure out what we gotta do. And was like, whoa! Whoa, don't do that! He's like, no, you don't get it. This is how the world works now. And he immediately gets it and uh so he's a really interesting character but mostly the women i think are some of the strongest characters in that show mm. uh so it's very different than the walking dead and that dynamic mm. but it ends season finale ends super spoilers uh with uh they end up getting the super rich black guy and he takes him to this nice like malibu house which is just ridiculously expensive mm. and then they're like
0: which is just going to get trashed by zombies <laughs> yeah exactly you just know it
1: and they're like so what are we gonna do uh what are we gonna do he's like oh we're gonna go To Isabella, or for whatever this fucking name was. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he looks, and then you see this gigantic yacht. And that's what they're going to do. They're going for a boat to get away from everything. Very
0: risky move, I think, during a zombie apocalypse. Because I mean, you know, I guess technically you're safe out in the water, but if you don't have enough fuel, you could be screwed, especially if it's a boat that you can't paddle. That And this is a yacht I don't think <laughs>
1: in no yacht Yeah Yeah but the other thing is You can also store a lot on that boat. Exactly So yeah. you could also be gone a long time mm-hmm. But the other thing is I'm sure there's like Pirates and shit now You know there's Pirate
0: there's, zombies Not
1: pirate zombies But people Wouldn't that want to that take be your
0: Wouldn't that be a cool twist for this I mean <laughs> Who's to say that zombies Can't go underwater And just sort of well, walk around they've established
1: and That the Walking Dead zombies Can't do water mm-hmm. that, That's actually been uh, established
0: yeah. I've only seen so many Like uh, zombie movies That actually do like The whole zombies crawling around In water and everything and Yeah like. The, the one that comes to mind is uh, that one movie, I think is called Land of the Dead. Yes. This was uh, George Romero's, I he think, had that, that- final theatrical zombie movie, um, which had John Zombo in it, yeah. and uh, it a lot of had the black mechanic
1: zombie that mm-hmm. led all the zombies. Yeah, he
0: was the one who, like, he was, like, the uh, the super smart zombie. Like, he was starting to learn how to use tools again. Like, he actually used a gun uh-huh. and actually, like, shot at people. Like, that. that's a scary thought. You know, you gotta worry about them eating you alive. Now they're gonna fucking, you know, curb stomp your ass. Um, but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, like, I think that's an interesting concept for the series. Maybe they could maybe bring that in, especially if they're going to be out in the water. Maybe seeing, like, uh, zombies in the water or maybe in the low tide or something. That could be really creepy stuff. And uh, that's another thing. Like you said, the, the same people are producing it. Um, does it still sort of have like that creepy vibe? To oh, the, like, yeah. It's got this the zombies intense still, like, like have that really great makeup and everything. Yeah.
1: Like the whole feel is The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. but it's not. Uh, the characters are just very different. Yeah. And you don't have the history with them. Mm-hmm. Like at first I was like, I don't care if the show's good because it's not my characters. Yeah. But then you realize, oh, wait, you know, there have been bad characters on The Walking Dead, you know. Uh, and then there's this one kid who has this big revelation because he's a heroin addict. Uh, while everything's going bad and he's like it's funny because my whole life has been an apocalypse you know like i've been on the run sleeping on the streets you know dealing with everything he's like and now the world's catching up to me mm-hmm. you know i thought that was very interesting wow
0: that's some that's <laughs> pretty deep shit right there yeah and uh you know, and i mean clearly he's probably jonesing in the uh the zombie apocalypse but i'm sure that's probably the least of his worries
1: and also um i think that that actor i may be wrong uh because i you know they have like a uh uh like what is it called like little facts and tidbits like during mm-hmm. uh fear the walking dead or the talking dead whenever yeah. they do that show they said that that actor is actually the real life son of Stan baratheon in game of thrones really yeah i think so oh wow so that's kind of funny that they got Those a game guys of all thrones. hang out man well you know i guess if you're working on such a high level you uh you know everyone got the hookup because mm-hmm. you and i we both sort of work in the film and television industry on the side you know for like the day job thing and uh you know how much connections matter so i'm sure like when you're on that it's high all level. about who you know isn't that true that in is life? how
0: you freaking get work simple as that you know yeah. college education don't mean shit as long as you can talk to someone the right way
1: if they like you mm-hmm. and you're good enough you're in
0: i mean i think you were jokingly telling me like uh, a couple weeks ago yeah i was, I was working this one job and, like, you know, I went to college and everything, but, like, nobody ever asks me.
1: No one like, asks me. Well, where
0: did you go to school? What's your diploma? No, it's just it's, it's just because you know these people who know these people who know these people. Exactly. Uh, so it really is important in a business like that.
1: I just walk up, and I'm like, hey, I'm a cameraman, mm-hmm. and I know how to use this. And they're like, prove it. And then I do. And they're like, here's a check for way more money than you should have. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, every time someone pays me a couple hundred dollars when I hang out for, like, two hours, I'm like, uh, I'm like getting away with this. Yeah. Like no one it feels
0: wrong, it. almost.
1: Almost, but at the same time, uh, I feel like um, I to justify my existence and my pay. Um, it's kind of like when people come in and pay you to do a lot. It's because you have a very specific skill mm-hmm. that it may be very easy for you, but you've put in X amount of hours. Yeah. Like the other day, we were. Uh, I don't want to get too specific, but we there was some big corporate event and we had to do the group picture with the drone. Yeah. And we just showed up took like four pictures and then a fat check showed up in the mail and we're yeah. like whoa that was easy you most, know?
0: Of, most of the job that day consisted of hanging out on a couch and just <laughs> uh chilling until it was time to shoot
1: yeah well what do they say in production it's get ready and wait mm-hmm. so we got there we tested the drone and then we just waited around for mm-hmm. like an hour
0: but again, though, that, that isn't a job that you would just, you know, hand to somebody who's never used a drone before.
1: Yeah, no, you can't do that.
0: You know, I mean, they would have crashed and burned, you know. I mean, it did take a while to Or hurt shot-off. someone. Exactly. Like, you, could, you know, there, there's going to be some stricter regulations on that shit in the future.
1: Nah, uh, I know. It's kind of like the, uh, it's the gold rush right now. Yeah. It's the wild, wild drone west.
0: Oh, God. Can we, can we go one week wow referencing that shitty will smith movie from back in the day let's get back on track to walking dead so okay uh fear the walking dead just ended and then we got the new season which is getting ready to start up just this week yes Which, you know, I didn't, I still haven't, I feel so bad. I'm so behind on Walking Dead. I have only watched about half of Fear the Walking Dead, and I only saw a little bit of the last season. So I don't know if, like, jumping on would be too spoilerific, or if I'd be, like, way too out of the loop about what's going on. Like, really, how's this next season going to open, you think? Okay,
1: so what my predictions are, also I've read the comic books, so I feel a little like I have an inside track. But it doesn't
0: really follow the No,
1: they've gone off, and the comic books have also gone through a time skip, so Mm -hmm. they're very different now. Uh, But pretty much what I think is going to happen is they're in this new place that has super big walls. And it was like a community designed for the apocalypse before Mm -hmm. the apocalypse happened. It's like houses that are all on solar, uh, water systems, you know, that are like on wells. So they're not connected to anything like all the water still works. There's electricity there. It's ridiculous. It's like a hot shower, which is ridiculous in the apocalypse. So, uh, there's everyone there. And pretty much what the last season, how it ended is this other group called the wolves, uh, found they a call back-
0: themselves the wolves
1: the wolves yeah because they come they in. they got
0: their own t-shirts and shit
1: yeah they got t-shirts stickers. are they like
0: the uh, the wolverines from red dawn
1: i don't know what that is
0: <laughs> but i'll say Go yes on. i'll say yes so, wolverines
1: and so <laughs> anyway uh so yeah pretty much this big group most likely you haven't seen but two of them uh but they did come across another sanctuary, where one of the characters who I think was named Noah, he came from, but he had got captured and been with this other group, Mm -hmm. but they went there, and what happened is the wolves have been here, and it was all ransacked and fucked up, Mm -hmm. so they now know about this new uh, city, Alexandria, or whatever the fuck it's called, Mm -hmm. and most likely the wolves are going to try to take it, but it's different now, because Rick ain't fucking around anymore, and he's practically a psycho murderer Mm -hmm. with a little Mm -hmm. bit of humanity left. He's mostly... A psycho murderer. Yeah. So if you cross him, he just kills you now. That
0: character has truly evolved as the series has gone on.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, he barely could, uh, could bring himself to, like, kill his best friend,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: Shane, and now he's, like, no problem doing anything. Yeah. And so... <clears throat> And then there's going to be a lot of drama with uh, inside the actual city where a lot of people are like, you know, Rick's dangerous. We shouldn't trust him. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people are like, no, you don't get it. What it's like out there anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not just they haven't
0: experienced what they've been through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like uh, if you had a new like with this new society they have, it's almost like you need to there needs to be. What did the Native Americans do, Corey, back in the day? They went when you were a certain age, they'd make you go out into the woods and like you had to kill an animal by yourself yeah, and come a back. Rite of, passage. rite of passage. There's this there's a need for zombie rite will of passage. You carry
0: the spirit of the deer
1: <laughs> into and the, the land. strength
0: of the buffalo.
1: Yeah, but nowadays I've heard people talk about this. There is no rite of passage. And there's less and less of anything that even resembles one. Because what do you do? Now you finish high school and then you're supposed to go to college and then you get a real job and somewhere in there you're supposed to become a real man, right? Yeah. When's that transition happen though? It's real blurred now. You know, yeah. there's no like.
0: There's no ancient document, the real man document. There isn't. No... just like you check off.
1: Yeah, there isn't. Like to this day, as a guy that's 29, I still sit around and wonder. I'm like, am I growing up yet? Because like. I could still go do the same mistakes I did at, like, 22. Mm. not that much stopping me. You know, I don't feel that different. But, uh, like, some Amazon tribes, they have this thing called a bullet ant glove. Mm-hmm. And you stick your hand in this glove full of bullet ants. Mm. And you have to do it, like, five times. Where
0: have I seen that on the Travel Channel?
1: That exists. Well, it's a big, big, well-known thing. I don't know
0: thing. if it was Anthony Bourdain or if it was George Zimmerman. Yeah. From Bizarre Foods. Derek Zimmerman? And, Was uh, it in
1: between? Sorry, I just hear that last name and wanted do shooting in <laughs> um, black kids. They did
0: something like that. Was it like literally like this almost woven looking like pouch?
1: Yeah, it looks like filled a...
0: Filled with these just disturbingly giant freaky looking ants, which will just destroy your hand and yes. poison you. Yes. But it's like, it's like no, if you want to become a man, you got to stick your, your hand in the bag of ants. <laughs> yeah, so It's there's... like, who the fuck thought of this? <laughs> so How does that said... make you a man? That just means you can withstand pain for a few seconds. Doesn't I guess mean... that's what it means to be a man which is to callous yourself to pain
1: yeah or to uh to you know handle life mm-hmm. you know whatever life throws at yeah, you
0: whenever life throws you a big bag of fucking man-eating eggs.
1: <laughs> yeah you gotta <laughs> stick your hand in there so there,
0: i think the, i think those fuckers were smoking pe- peyote when they came up with that but yeah, go on
1: or uh is it peyote and there's another drug that's really big uh i think it's a it's not dmt but you've heard of dmt but yeah. it's the actual natural way that dmt exists let's
0: just call it uh weed brownies
1: weed brownies yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. in the Natives. middle of the forest <laughs> yeah,
1: weed brownies in force uh so yeah like there's no rite of passage nowadays and i feel like that's something that the walking Dead's going to have to do as they establish a society they're going to be like every kid must kill one zombie yeah, it's like,
0: all right boy we need you go out there and we need to you find yourself a big old buck <laughs> big old buck <laughs> <laughs> and go kill a zombie go now kill- the rules are do they have to kill it with a gun or do they have to use a blunt object no they
1: gotta do it like with a knife to the head okay. you know they gotta because anyone can go
0: Bang. Because, you know, in a society where mankind is being destroyed by zombies, you need to send out children to fight against zombies, you know, for the good of the population of the planet.
1: You you say that, but at the same time, like, what about, uh, you remember how, you may not know this, but there was these two girls that got uh, saved by the the group at the prison when they were still there. And one of them just became broken. Mm -hmm. She just didn't understand. She, like, lost the line between zombies and people Mm -hmm. and then ends up uh, stabbing her sister. And she's like, oh, it doesn't matter because she'll come back. To death
0: well technically yeah
1: yeah but you know so they had to end up you they know. ended up mice and menning her uh george and
0: ah uh, uh, yeah george and Lenny. just talk about the rabbits <laughs> You know? jesus christ <laughs> the show's definitely not afraid to go into some dark territory no nah, they
1: did killing kids mm-hmm. and they had a they had carol do it and that was dark because you know she lost a daughter mm-hmm. and there she is you know having to evolve into a character i, think
0: I remember that moment now that you're talking about. yeah it.
1: yeah so that show i dude, the walking dead to me is just so powerful every time i see it i'm like oh god this is like life and death like mm-hmm. imagine if every day you woke up you had to decide if you were going to risk your own body and well-being in life to help others or if you're going to how are you going to protect yourself from other people? And if people show up, they may be wanting to take your shit. Just gangster life. You the know? the like, mental
0: and physical toll has just got to be – it's insane.
1: Yeah, just – you know? for some reason, it interests me to, know, to no end. Like in, uh, and it's weird because, you know, oh, you're into killing, into killing people and zombies and stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. It's, it's, the, it's the psychological study of the whole thing. It mm-hmm. just seemed very interesting to me. And it would suck. But then also I've been playing like a bunch of like Metal Gear Solid Five, and I'm like, what would Snake do? In, in a zombie apocalypse,
0: he'd be fine. He'd
1: fucking own it, you know. Uh, I just find the whole thing really interesting. You mm-hmm. know, just imagine snake like sneaking around for supplies and stuff. I was like, oh, I could totally see that. You know? <laughs> I mean,
0: he would definitely have a better chance of survival, I guess, against you know, say normal citizens. Yes, um but I don't know. I kind of like to think of a zombie apocalypse as like the great equalizer of mankind. I mean, you know,
1: yeah. No um, longer does money mean anything. Mm-hmm. No longer does. I mean,
0: everything changes at that point. It's like it's like you said in the Fear the Walking Dead show. There's that one guy who's just like, no, no, things are not normal anymore. We, we can't do this the old school way anymore. This is a fucking apocalypse. We take this
1: hostages, we go there, mm-hmm. we ask for our people back, you know, yeah, and we is, go. This is
0: about absolute survival from this point on.
1: Yeah, and he knew that because he was a Mexican drug cartel mm-hmm. that did whatever the fuck he needed to do to mm-hmm. get things done. And uh, so – and. Yeah. And then you have the heroin addict mm-hmm. and the rich guy even realizes that the heroin addict is the right guy to be friends with right now. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, uh, I, me and you, we're going to get out of here. And he, he's like, cause I need your skills. And he's like, yeah, I'm an addict. He's like, no, no, no. You're a heroin addict. That's gold standard. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's hilarious. So, you know, just the walking dead. I could always mm-hmm. love talking about that show.
0: It's amazing that that show has been on the air since, uh, I think 2010, Really? Is, yeah. It's already been on like, Whoa. for five years Five now. seasons or six That's, seasons. And, and, you know, that was one of those shows, too. Like, when it first started, I'm like, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun miniseries. You know, I, I was yeah. like, how are they going to carry a zombie show for this long and they managed to do it not because of the violence not because of the gruesomeness of the zombies but because of the characters and the trials and tribulations that they go through and that is an amazing accomplishment and it's also been what sort of has been uh, ushering in what i like to call the renaissance of horror on tv there are so many horror tv shows on right now you know there's that american uh, horror story on fx which is absolutely nightmarish, a completely different type of horror show. You got that brand new stupid show on Fox, which is called Scream Queens, uh, which is sort of a reference to, uh, you know, classic slasher movies. You got the brand new *Ash uh, versus the evil dead show that's coming out. Have you been so- watching any of that? Uh, it actually does not premiere until Halloween night. Oh, okay. Yeah, which unfortunately I'm probably not going to be able to see because I don't have stars. I don't have the channel that's going to uh, be on, but hopefully I'll be able to see it online at some point. Eventually, maybe check it out on DVD or Netflix or somewhere because, I mean, it's just. I cannot wait to see me some more Ash vs. the Evil Dead. But, uh, it looks good. You know, that's something that I'm really excited about. I'm glad we've been talking about all this horror stuff because that's going to be a big theme of a lot of the uh, podcast this month because Halloween is just around the corner. And Halloween is, to me, really my favorite holiday. I know that seems kind of weird. Most people tend to say, like, Christmas or something, uh, you know, just because it's so wholesome and fun. You're with the family presents and all that jazz. But Halloween is just something that I've always really looked forward to because I've always been a big fan of horror movies. And uh, in next week's podcast, uh, Christian, you're actually going to reveal your top five favorite horror movies. And in the podcast uh, after that one in the next week, I'm going to reveal my top five horror movies uh, so I'm really interested say, to see what you're I going to do list. I thought you said ten list. when we were talking earlier. Ten's just too much. Ten's a lot. Yeah, and, and I don't want to spend three hours talking about this stuff. Um, but, so really try to narrow it down to your top five and, uh, you know, really think about it too. You know, it doesn't have to be the most gory. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, the, the most thought-provoking. Just really what appeals to you as, like, a viewer because we've seen a lot of horror movies. In fact, like, I remember back in the day, like, when, when I turned uh, 17, uh, the The golden year for seeing R-rated movies. like The first couple we all saw was just nothing but uh, horror films. Like I think the first R-rated movie I saw, legit, like I purchased the ticket for myself in theaters, was uh, the Eli Roth movie, which was called Cabin in the Woods.
1: Oh, that movie, yeah, mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods. Actually,
0: no, it wasn't... Was it Cabin in the... No, it was uh, Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever was the name of the oh, movie. Oh, I was talking about yeah.
1: uh, Cabin... I remember Cabin Fever, mm-hmm. where they all got that disease.
0: Yeah, and uh, just... I felt like a fucking rebel, like, seeing that movie in a theater for the first time, walking up to the box office, one ticket for Cabin Fever, please, Uh, ID, please, boom! Got that. And I just pulled that thing, like, right out in front of his face. Um, We saw Cabin Fever, we saw the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, all types of ridiculous horror movies, and uh, that's just what I love most about Halloween is just chilling with your friends, hanging around the tube, watching old horror movies, and if you want, like, a good place to find some selections for horror films, I highly recommend going to Cinemassacre.com, which is the home of James Rolfe, otherwise known as the Angry Video Game Nerd, because he just began his ninth annual, I cannot believe it's the ninth year, of Monster Madness, where every single day in October, he reviews a brand new horror film. And he's doing it again this year. He's also got his buddy, uh, Mike Matei, otherwise known as Motherfucker Mike.
1: who's going to Mike. be
0: joining him for Monster Madness this year. And uh, this one's already been kind of a mixed bag for something I'll get into in a little bit. But uh, this guy has reviewed like hundreds, nearly thousands of freaking horror movies at this point. You know, keep in mind that a lot of these videos sometimes are only three minutes, but some of them can extend upwards of ten or longer. And uh, what I really love about it is how every single year he has a completely different theme where in the first year he did, like, the history of horror, which was, like, everything from, like, the old black-and-white movies, the Universal Monsters, Dracula, Frankenstein, Mummy, Creature from the Black Ladoo- uh, Lagoon, and then, like, the big slasher movies of the 70s and 80s, and then getting up to the supernatural ghost movies of the 90s and the early 2000s. And even right now, we're already getting ready to go through another, uh, another renaissance of uh, horror movies, um, a lot of which, I think the best ones are the ones that go, like, straight to DVD, uh, one of which I don't want to talk about because it's definitely going to be on my list. Um, but then he did another year of uh, Godzilla movies, which he called Godzilla Thon, which I thought was really that fun. That was great. That was one of the most fun Monster Madness years. Um, it was an interesting modern Monster Madness because, you know, Godzilla movies aren't exactly scary, but they do involve giant monsters and everything. So it sort of fits with the theme. Um, he also did an 80s year, which was called 80s Athon. That was probably my personal favorite year because my favorite horror movies are typically from the 1980s. Um, he did Camp Cult which was just all about cult films, which mm-hmm. are not exactly very well known in the mainstream, but appeal to uh, a certain demographic who are just big fans of it and just like to talk about it all the time. Um, what I loved about Camp Cult was uh, that was a lot of movies I'd never heard of or seen before. And I got to. And every year I like to do like these horror movie marathons, like right before Halloween. And I remember that year I showed a lot of the movies from that one with some friends. And it was just a raucous, really fun, good time. Um,
1: what was and- that brain snatcher one (laughs)
0: that was one of them it was called uh brain damage brain damage i um, watched pieces of that i was
1: just so like confused and like what is this i wouldn't
0: say it's a good movie it's entertaining though especially if you just watch it with a group of people it's about this like weird monster brain slug thing which actually has the ability to talk to people and uh it finds this one kid and what it does is it attaches itself to the back of your neck and it injects this like weird juice into your body, which basically just makes you get really fucking stoned. Like and you get really dependent on it. And and that's another part of that movie. It's it's got like this whole anti drug message, uh, that's applied to the entire movie. And it's got some really intense visuals, but it's also got some crappy visuals at the same time. It's one of those mixed bagged eighties movies, but uh I, I do think it's worth seeing at least once. And uh that's another excuse just to check out Monster madness just to get to see all of uh, these different horror movie reviews because he does everything. He did one year called sequel a where he just did uh, a select number of movies and checked out uh, each of the sequels like Nightmare on Elm Street and all the old Frankenstein movies. He did all the Friday the 13th movies just this year and that wasn't even a part of Monster Madness. That's just because there have been so many Friday the 13ths. Oh my and gosh. he's been getting hundreds, thousands of requests from people who are like, why haven't you done a Sequel-a-thon for Friday the 13th? And he's like, fuck it, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it right here on my own time. Um, And then this year, uh, he's going back to Monster Madness for the ninth year, and there isn't necessarily a theme, but what uh, is most interesting about the movie reviews that he does is usually they're like little short three to ten minute reviews, which feature a lot of footage from the movies and just his voiceover talking about some of his favorite scenes, analyzing what he thinks is important, but not spoiling too much of the movie. This year, things are a little different. Uh, only about a third of the videos that he's making on are going to be traditional, where he shows, like, movie clips and then talks over it. The other ones are going to be basically just him and Motherfucker Mike just sort of hanging out in this, like, decked out, like, Halloween Halloween room with all these decorations and just talking about a movie. Uh, the first one he did was on The Ring, which was, uh, you know, the creepy little girl crawling out of the well movie yeah. from the early 2000s. and uh, Which
1: was very terrifying at the time.
0: At the time, it definitely was. Um, and th- those videos have been getting a lot of flack because he doesn't script them out. It's basically them just sort of talking and winging it. And uh, I, don't, I don't think that's a reason to not check out Monster Madness because he still gives out a lot of just really great recommendations for the Halloween season. So uh, still check those out. He's been getting the kind of the same flack that... Uh, Nostalgia critic has been getting because he's been doing a lot of reviews just like that too, where they're not using clips anymore. They're just like straight up, you know, just winging it, and you know.
1: I feel so double edged about this as a content creator. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, like I totally get it. Yeah, because
0: especially people on YouTube, I don't we can't know. show clips. I, that shit'll get flagged immediately.
1: Well, yes. Well, the other thing is, there's if you just want to get something out quick, mm-hmm. what's wrong with just sitting down and talking about it with someone you do videos mm-hmm. with? Mm-hmm. And getting it out there fast, mm-hmm. but if you want everything to be scripted, um, that's hard.
0: Yeah, it's really hard. Like, it, it almost makes it, it's weird to think that eight years previous he's made that many scripted videos. Like it's insane. And, you know, that's not even on top of the fact that he's got a big freaking website, he makes AVGN videos, he makes the board James series, he appears in multiple cameos on all types of things, traveling to conventions. The man is a surprising busy man, and he also has a freaking family that he has to take care of. He has kids! Yeah. You know, he just doesn't have the time anymore, and, uh, you know, I am a little fearful that after this year, maybe Monster Madness will slow down a little bit, but... He's reviewed nearly every fucking horror movie like in existence, and uh, th- that is a joke. There-, there are way too many fucking horror movies, and uh, a lot of them aren't garbage. A lot of them are straight-to-DVD-type things, like Starship Troopers 2, which is not a Starship Troopers sequel. It's a shitty horror movie about people trapped in a building.
1: With with uh, mind-control bugs.
0: Yeah, yeah. God. Oh God!
1: Ugh. Remember how disappointed we were when we rented that yeah, back that in the day? Yeah, that was awful. We were like Starship Troopers 2 Yeah, yeah. it starts with clips of the original. We we're like, yeah, and then it's like, oh,
0: this and then sucks. the budget appeared. Yeah, <laughs> you got to see how bad it looked. Like, it just, this, uh. it was just bad freaking round did not care for that one at all um but yeah monster madness check it out uh, you know james Rolfe does more than the angry video game nerd and i look forward to monster madness every single year he's already released a lot of good videos and uh, he's really breaking the mold this year with some of the movies that he's doing uh just today he reviewed uh, misery which is the stephen king uh movie and book which was all about kathy bates Who has uh, that one guy who's the writer? All oh yeah yeah yeah. Kidnaps him and like that was one of the most
1: fucked up things ever. I have a real fear of like uh like breaking a bone or something. So Mm -hmm. when she like broke his ankles, like I was like oh, like that freaks me out.
0: Block of wood between his legs, yeah, and breaks his sledgehammer. Boom. How's that
1: end? Does he end up getting away or Uh, he
0: does end up getting away? Yes. Um, Does he kill her? Yeah, of course. Yeah,
1: I'd fucking kill that bitch too at that point. (laughs)
0: It's Kathy (laughs) Vase, man.
1: I know, not in that movie. She's she's a capital B in that movie (laughs) she's Bobby Boucher's mom
0: (laughs) funny funny thing Um, getting a little personal here um, that's something that me and my older brother have always joked about Um, my mom uh, looks a lot like Kathy Bates yeah she has some
1: Kathy Bates type qualities for sure
0: (laughs) <laughs> and, and when my mom wanted to freak, and this is so fucked up, when my mom wanted to freak us out as kids, she would literally quote verbatim from, like, misery and shit. Oh, God. Yeah. Nothing violent or anything, but there's this one scene in the movie, where my family's so messed up, yeah. where um, she's, she's like getting mad at uh i believe his name is ed harris i think that's the name of the actor uh and because of the book that he's writing she's not happy with it and she says this line where she's like it's not in the cockadoodie car <laughs> that's exactly what my mom would always say but luckily when waterboy came out she adopted more of the uh the miss boucher lines so, yeah, Mama, I love you. Thank you for not turning out like frickin' uh, Kathy Bates in misery. That would have been really damn creepy.
1: Oh, my gosh. Mm.
0: But I love you, Mama.
1: That is hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I just ran into this article, and it was a uh, vegan person almost kills their pet because they were forcing ideologies on pets. And they tried to f- feed their kitten all vegan diet. And it almost died, and then they had to take it to the vegetarian, or not the vegetarian, <laughs> the veterinarian, <laughs> and uh, they gave it meat. And they're like, "Look, cats are meat Yeah, they okay. they need this
0: shit to survive." Right?
1: <laughs> that always blows my mind that people think they can turn their cats into vegans.
0: That is, it reminds me of this this is old Simpsons joke back in the day. No, 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 it wasn't Simpsons. It was a uh, Futurama. There was this uh, one episode where these hippies trained this lion to uh, eat tofu Uh because they were trying to explain like, no, man, you don't need to eat meat. We taught this lion how to eat tofu. And then they show this like super emaciated, really skinny lion that's just standing there. And all it does is it goes, (coughs) it just coughs like that thing is like on its last leg dying. You can't make these things go against nature, you know? They, those big cats, they they need them steaks.
1: That's are their their predators. Mm-hmm. Predators don't stock celery, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they stock other animals. They need that they need the the hunt. If anything, I think that your cat should probably kill one or two things a, a month to eat mm-hmm. it just cuz it probably wants to.
0: For the for those people who are vegans and vegetarian, like I applaud them. I don't have the patience to even go through that, you know. I need a big hunking piece of like bleeding meat on my plate like every night like just i don't know i can't do it like i remember a month ago you went like a full week on veganism
1: no i went a full vegetarian week because i went to new orleans and i did nothing but drink alcohol and party hard for like a week and i was like i need to detox and i tried it you feel lighter and you feel a little better when you're vegetarian But as someone who's addicted to the sugars and the salts and the, you know, the lifestyle of Mm -hmm. meat eating, it it was very hard. Mm -hmm. I will be honest. I only made it like five days before I, I don't say I quit, but I I started eating meat here and there again. Mm -hmm. I sort of phased back into it. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Okay, read this, Corey.
0: Okay, here we go. What is Oh, God. Okay, so it is a picture of a <laughs> rooster who uh, has been photoshopped to have uh, the gladiator's the arms. The gladiator arms on Are him. Are you not and, entertained? Yeah. It's a, uh, father to a moted egg, husband to a moted hen, and I will have my engines <laughs> in this life for the next. Please save that picture. Okay. Okay, we got to include we- that. That is some really funny photoshop right there.
1: Photoshop is great. Mm. I love Photoshop.
0: That's something we need to do. Unfortunately, we don't really have an awkward uh, image reading plan for today. Um, but I want to try and get some planned for the next couple of weeks, which I'm going to try to make them Halloween themed. And someone also uh, left a really good idea in the comment section. What if we did um, user generated awkward imager readings where uh, we had the uh, commenters and stuff actually send us their pictures and we take a look at them? I think that would be really funny.
1: Yeah, we just have to just send us links. You guys, if mm-hmm. you want to send us awkward imgur pictures or any funny Internet content, you know, that we can digest and talk about on the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, it can't be videos.
0: Yeah, either leave us uh, the link for it in the video or just try to send us like a private message. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can definitely include those in the videos. I think that would be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I don't know why we couldn't. Yeah, you know, that would be fun. <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah, so I also saw that the cast of Rocky Horror Picture Show is getting together for... Uh, uh, not a show, but um, it was... What is it? It's like they're getting together on one of those late night shows, speaking of late night, and I thought that was kind of cool. Really? But even though, what's his name? That main guy is sort of... Uh, Crippled now, I sort of feel bad about that. he had a stroke, the oh name? Tim Curry, yeah he had a yeah, stroke. he's in a wheelchair and man, stuff.
0: that's such a shame, man, yeah, Tim Curry is I think an amazing actor, um I really think he's had some chops. uh the only problem is you know he he's just he starred in a lot of weird movies um and and that's kind of kept him from being in any like really big like super blockbuster esque movies, but uh you know, I'd consider Rocky Horror Picture Show as one of the greatest cult films of all time. Uh, a movie that, you know, I think you really have to try to appreciate because it's just so strange. You know, I mean, it's 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 a musical horror movie about a transvestite mad scientist from another planet. Wow. Yeah. Saying that out loud is really weird, but it's also got some like amazing music. It's got some uh, great stars in it. Freaking uh, Susan Sarandon, Freaking Meatloaf, who has an amazing song sequence in the movie. And it's just, it, it's crazy. And uh, what I love most about it, too, is it, it's influenced our anime. You know, freaking One Piece, the character of Emporio Ivankov, is basically Tim Curry from, uh, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show. That even, whole even, arc.
1: Yeah. That arc within an arc. Impel
0: down when they go down uh, to the uh, the secret level. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, with all the, uh, the Kamabaka or whatever they call them. Basically, it's just a bunch of gay dudes. Uh,
1: the gay sex. <laughs> they, like, instead of prison, like, oh, you know, there's gay sex in prison. They just made a whole... Fantastical dayland yeah. within the prisons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those arcs too. I'm like, was this I remember watching that in the anime, I was like, Was this in the manga? Uh, yeah. Let me look this uh, up. Like, <laughs> holy shit. At the bottom of Impel Down, the most notorious prison in the One Piece world in is a freaking gay two. bar.
1: Yeah, there's a big gay bar.
0: I mean, who would have saw that coming? Not to mention a guy who has the ability to turn men into women and women into men. It's really freaking weird. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, Emporio Ivankov is also a character that you don't want to mess with. He's the number two in the revolutionaries in One Piece.
1: Yeah, he's actually a badass. hmm But maybe because he'll was- wink you to death. He'll-
0: Death of Winker. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> isn't, I don't even really think we've seen what that character is truly capable of.
1: Uh, Well, I think his powers are very helpful. He's like a great support character because, mm-hmm. you know, he healed Luffy and stuff. And mm-hmm. he, like, can, uh, he can do certain things. And uh, he's can also he got Galaxy Wink, where he, yeah. a lot of him. <laughs> uh, and then he, winks, he winks hard or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, that whole arc, like when I was watching, I was just like, why is this allowed in prison? What, what's going on? <laughs> Who let this happen? Yeah, I thought that, that was very funny, though. Yeah, it
0: was all, all a big secret. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. my gosh.
1: But, yeah, uh, anything else you're interested in coming up, like, uh, shows-wise? Oh, we just watched uh, One Punch Man, the mm-hmm. first episode of that. You've yeah. reviewed it. Oh, uh, One Punch Man is an anime that just came out, which is mm-hmm. based on a manga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how strict they're being. I assume semi on the translation from anime to manga or manga People to anime. It's
0: following it to a T.
1: Yeah, so, but it's very interesting. It's very much kind of like that Will Smith movie. Where he oh,
0: it's like Hancock.
1: Hancock, yeah. You know, disenchanted guy. superhero that's super strong, can yeah. do anything he wants. You know, runs into people.
0: God, now that you say that, that is weird. It is like that because you know I never even really saw all of Hancock. I think I watched about thirty minutes of it once I didn't when it was either. on TV. Yeah, um, but I mean, he was like basically indestructible and like nothing could stop him, right? That was kind of like the whole point of his character, but at the same time, he was disenchanted and he was getting drunk. Yeah. So they're like, "You got to go to jail, man!" Like, but even when he's in like in jail, like nobody messes with this guy, like at all. I think there was a scene where he literally shoved someone's like head up someone other's like ass. Yeah,
1: he said, "I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take your head and put it in his ass." And they're like, oh whatever, bro. And yeah. then they
0: fought him. And I think then... it's Debo from Friday.
1: Oh, it is. I it think is so. Debo. I might be
0: confusing it. Well, uh, Debo. De- De- it's funny, the guy who plays Debo, he always, always plays prisoners in other movies. Like, he was in the fucking Dark Knight. He was the guy who was on the boat that the Joker was going to blow up. Oh my gosh,
1: that's crazy. That guy <laughs> is in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I bet I could look up his IMDb page and uh, uh, find, like, all the shit he's done. Fucking
0: Debo. You don't want to mess with Debo. That guy's a badass. He rides on a bike and he still looks scary as shit.
1: He rolls up on you <laughs> and you're like, oh god! Oh god. Debo. Uh... Yeah, and one of the other things uh, I'm excited about is uh, in the next week or two, Mm -hmm. I'm going to Florida to do a reality show. I'm filming a reality show, Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going down to Miami, and it's just interesting because I've never done a reality show, so we're just like following. What
0: what type of reality show
1: is it? So it's a a guy, um, I don't want to give out names and stuff because I'm not sure what I'm legally allowed to talk about, Okay, but a guy that's a successful CEO of a company here in Atlanta is also a very avid hunter, but not a trophy hunter, no lions, like deer and stuff, deer and fishing. And no one cares about deer because they're not as cute as lions. You know, I don't know what it is. And so he's going around and we're going to film him uh, hunting. And we're also there's so much that goes into reality TV. And yes, you have to kind of script it. And I don't mean in the sense that like you're going to go here and do this and this. But what you do is you kind of set everything up and then you have to make some story arcs. You're like, okay, so you're going to go here and you're going to hunt for a while. Hopefully we see you shoot something and then you got to come back and then we have to have some conflict with you and your wife. And then we have to have you go here and here. And then we sort of figure it out as we go. Mm -hmm. But reality TV is not reality. You know, let's be very honest. It's
0: it's definitely uh, people are being poked with a stick constantly.
1: Like, hey, so there uh, and, you know, the uh, the scenes wherever you see uh, people in a room alone talking to a camera. Mm -hmm. And then we went to the candy store. The confessional. Yeah, the confessionals. Yeah, Yeah. that literally there's a producer in that room poking them trying to make them talk crap about someone mm-hmm. you know so that they can uh when that person comes They're trying to in, real world it yeah they're trying to real world it all the With way dash
0: of jersey shore
1: uh, jersey in a pinch of the bachelor
0: yes all yeah. that
1: yeah. you know i heard they all they all screw on the bachelor before they pick them but they don't ever show any of that because they're just getting them drunk all the time really did you, did you ever hear that story that was no. like a big thing like how like oh all the people like all the dudes like fuck most of the chicks and then they vote them out you know <laughs>
0: Classy television.
1: <laughs> Classy. Well, they don't show it, mm. but uh, it doesn't. It doesn't blow my mind. It seems uh, very possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've never done reality TV, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah,
0: that's going to be a new experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also, I got to uh, be the DP on, uh, which is director of photography for you, dirty people, um, for uh, Atlanta Eats for an episode, and that was kind of cool. I, so I did my first TV show. It's funny. I did it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm doing it." I, I made it i'm directing tv you know and so that was kind of a cool moment for me you know awesome. it's only like a 30 minute show but it was still cool uh and next i'm doing uh avengers 3 yep they they got me on that yeah. you know, i was fighting it but the they age got. of christian the age of christian yeah the cooper <laughs> the age of coop uh, yeah the age of coop mm. and then uh i also heard that um Reddit. You you know what Reddit is, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Reddit is gonna be launching a new black hole of the
0: internet.
1: It's another black hole like Imgur. Yeah. Uh that's going to be launching a new site all about like its most popular articles all over it. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're getting I wouldn't say push pushback, but they're 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 tackling it in a different way where there's no commenting allowed. And like Reddit is a lot of like user generated content. Like someone posts something and then mm-hmm people like it and whatnot but then they also sort of like comment on it and that threads of information get created underneath this post but they're not doing that they're just gonna have just uh news articles which i find interesting but maybe they're just trying to do something different they're just there's there's reddit and then it's there'll funny be this cause it doesn't
0: sound all that different from a lot of other you know websites
1: well i guess but like one of my favorite websites is like gizmodo but you can mm-hmm. comment on that site so yeah. it's like kind of weird and that gizmodo
0: can't. and and uh what is it kotaku and gawker
1: Gawker, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. all they're all owned by the same companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's called Giz Media or something like that. They
0: all have like kind of the similar template for like what they look like,
1: yeah, they definitely do. Mm -hmm. Whoever makes their website, it's the same website over and over again. So, yeah, uh, pretty interesting on that. Mm -hmm. The internet, it's always growing. I find it interesting. I wonder what like the internet's going to look like in five years because it changed. What was it, 10 years ago, 15 years ago? We had dial up, which was complete crap, but we didn't know any better.
0: God, the people who. Are so lucky to have not had to live through that. Yeah, my like, God, that was such a pain. And then,
1: you know, and then we finally got DSL or DSLR or what? No, DSL, whatever it was called.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We got the faster internet, and now, now we got super fast internet. Mm-hmm. And We're still bitching, still bitching. And so, I just want Oculus Rift internet. Where's my, where's my internet? I can spin around, and it's stuff. coming. Give my, it some time. My Minority Report internet. Mm-hmm. I want that. And <laughs> but yeah,
0: that's another new show that's airing right now.
1: Oh, yeah, they are is, doing uh, that.
0: Yeah, they aired after uh, Gotham, which I definitely, uh, I watched Gotham last night, and then Minority Report came on, and then I went to bed. <laughs> yeah. Gotham was pretty good. Gotham was? Yeah, it was. There was this one character, uh, they had this whole character they introduced in the last season mm-hmm. that they were totally trying to make it seem like this guy was the Joker. Like, he had, like, his personality down pat. The character's name was Jerome. He was this young kid who was basically just a psychopath, you know, had it out for everyone, just all about the chaos and everything, and, uh, like, he had the laugh down really good, and he just seemed like he could be, like, a really great unhinged version of the Joker, and I was a little apprehensive at first, because, uh, I didn't want that character to have a backstory, and in last night's episode, at the very end, just, like, out of nowhere, he ends up getting killed by getting, like, stabbed in the neck, um, but at the end of the episode, what's something that I thought was really clever is that, like, Everybody, like, on TV saw what he did, like, all the damage he caused and everything and how crazy he was, and the final shot of the episode was just a lot of different people in Gotham City watching TVs, little kids, criminals and stuff, and they all had these, like, really maniacal laughters going on, like, basically insinuating that any of these people could be the Joker and were influenced by this guy. And uh, that's basically like the closest we'll ever get to seeing that character in the show, which is the way I think it needs to be. I don't think uh, a Joker without Batman would be good. I don't think it would work. The dynamic just isn't there anymore. You need to have Batman and Joker together in order to make them work as characters.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's like uh, they don't make sense without each other. And mm-hmm. also, like you said, it would ruin the mystery of the character if they just like, here's him as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, no. I was
0: it's like, not. really? He was just some kid named Jerome? That's yeah. weird. <laughs> you know, that that's still what's so great about the comic versions and every other version of the Joker is you don't know his backstory. I mean, you know a little bit. Like, maybe how he became the Joker, but anything before that is still, like, a complete and total mystery. And uh, I'm glad they handled it in a really nice and classy way in the show. And uh, Gotham is, is still kind of a mixed bag for me, but it's still one of my favorite, like, superhero-esque shows that I'm watching. Like, uh-huh. S.H.I.E.L.D. just started up, and, you know, I think S.H.I.E.L.D.'s okay.
1: S.H.I.E.L.D.'s good. I watched the first season, mm-hmm. uh, and then I just didn't care anymore. But, I mean, I, I it got me for one season. Mm-hmm. It got me.
0: It's starting to get a little more interesting because they're starting to introduce, like, super-powered characters a lot more uh the inhumans which are basically just another you know word for mutants at the end of the day are starting to show up in the series maybe they'll pop up in the uh, mcu movies i don't know Uh maybe the mcu movies will start to maybe reference shield a little bit more maybe so in the new captain america civil war
1: have you watched the new death battle
0: i have not who is it
1: you know you know who it is i don't know it's mr hercule vs. dan
0: it is, isn't yeah. it? All right, now, funny <laughs> thing about that, um, before uh, that video even came out, like, I, when they showed who Hercules is going to be fighting, like, I said, oh, he's going to be fighting Dan. Yeah. It has to be, like, these two stupid Reject characters, who, yeah, who claim to be really powerful, but they're definitely not. That's perfect. Um, We're going to watch that. Who, yeah, We're I don't gonna... know who could win in that fight. We're going to have to watch that. Mr. Hercules is
1: actually team. strong. He's just not strong compared to a world-busting goku Mm -hmm. i mean we've
0: seen him you know crack some bricks and do some fairly crazy martial arts things but uh dan can also technically shoot like he from his body like he Uh he can do a shitty hadoken but he can still do it so that's that is something that mr satan cannot do he can't Um, he
1: doesn't control energy
0: then again though that energy attack that dan uses is very easy to dodge because one it has barely any distance and you see it like (sighs) telegraphed a mile away
1: yes so maybe Mr. Satan gets hit with it like once and then like never again. You know? oh,
0: I'm so excited for death battle now. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be really goofy. I don't know if they're going to be able to top Wolverine versus Raiden, but that was uh,
1: like I, the best one I've seen in a long time.
0: Definitely the, the best choreography that I've seen from uh, any of them thus far and, and way more satisfying than that bullshit Goku versus Superman rematch, which, you know, I, I think they need to do it again. Again? Again. Let's get it a third time. I'm, I'm sick of Superman's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Till they it win. It doesn't matter. No matter what we do, no matter what sort of power-up Goku's going to get, Superman will always win. He's got way too much backing him up. So, I, I, you know, I mean, I've I, accepted that it's not going to happen, but I still want to at least see Superman get hurt a little bit. <laughs> like, you know, not take a Kamehameha point-blank range and just walk through it. Yes. You know, that should have hurt him a little bit coming from a fucking god.
1: But, yes, you know
0: whatever death battle. They do their research though, so I have to give them that. And the videos are still entertaining as all hell.
1: Oh, they do a good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, those videos. Talk. Let, let's be honest. Those videos would be boring as hell if it was just two dudes talking.
0: Oh, it would. Yeah, it would be. It would be shitty.
1: Like, but like I always say, man, I get it. It is really hard to produce super high quality content when it's just you. You shooting, you editing, you writing. Mm-hmm. That's hard. You know, that's really hard. They're luckily, so, they,
0: they, they got screw attack behind them.
1: They got some monies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, so they're good.
0: They have way more resources, especially in using all those, like, uh, you know, they use the video game models for all their fights and everything. So uh, they just they have access to all of that stuff. And, of course, you know, they got a lot of good relationships with all those game companies and everything. And they don't always involve uh video game characters. Usually they involve usually like I think one video game character and then like something else from like another genre like Mr Satan, anime character. Uh Dan, video game character. So, uh, God, I cannot wait to see how pathetically awesome that fight is going to be. Yeah, I know. Like if they, Cause you know, death battle fights are usually like really over the top and crazy. I imagine this one's going to end up being really goofy.
1: The only thing is I know Mr. Satan, he cheats a lot. So maybe he does have the yeah, hand the in, that, in that one sense. Like mm-hmm. he like trips him and pushes him out of the ring or something. Or he's like, look, hot chick. And then, oh, Batman. And then pushes him, you know, <laughs> there's gotta be something, oh, something like that. That
0: would be awesome.
1: I'm just glad they finally used guts when it was guts versus nightmare. Mm-hmm. That was one of also my favorites.
0: I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, you've or never. If se- I have. I, I can't think I just told you the
1: ending. I think that's all I did. Of
0: guts versus nightmare. Yeah. Who wins again?
1: Guts, because he has a sword that's able to kill.
0: Well, damn right, he's a demon slayer, and
1: well, his sword is covered with demon blood. It's it's become yeah. kind of uh, super. Super powerful. I mean, you know?
0: Nightmare is a really cool character. I can see why they chose both of them, though. I mean, they're both just these giant hulking beings with gigantic swords. But, yeah, uh, the Dragon Slayer sword should have been making short work of him. Like, Yes. God, I really got to check that one out now, too. Yeah. Jeez.
1: Okay, guys. Podcast is over. Talk to you later. <laughs> no kidding, kidding, <laughs> no, kidding. No,
0: no, no. Um, but uh, we are going to go ahead and just wrap things up. But uh, we wanted to get you guys all hyped for all of the uh, Halloween shenanigans we have planned for the, uh, the next month. Just uh, a few shout-outs that I do want to give. Uh, to our channel, Super Kami Guru 9000. Fall anime season just started up. And We are reviewing a lot of brand new anime series, just to name a few. We have Attack on Titan Junior High, which is a comedy version of Attack on Titan, which is set during uh, junior high school with the characters. It's basically just you know a big riff on the entire series. If you're a fan on Attack on Titan and you want to see these characters in a completely different setting with a lot of goofiness, check out the show. It might actually be uh, pretty good. And the first episode was surprisingly funny, and I didn't expect that because I usually hate that type of stuff.
1: I'm not watching it.
0: No, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you can take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, there's also one punch man which i think is without a doubt probably the biggest show of the fall uh the first episode alone is worth checking out even if you're not an anime fan just The action scenes are absolutely ridiculous. The story is really, really funny, and uh, there's going to be a lot of new characters who are going to be introduced in the show, so there is actually, I think, going to be a pretty good story. It's based on a really popular manga series. There's a brand-new Gundam anime, which just started. Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. It uh, is definitely a step in the right direction, especially after the mess that was Gundam Rekun Gista NG, the most confusing anime series that I've (laughs) ever watched. I still don't know what's going on in that show I don't know who's good and I don't know who's bad but in Iron-Blooded Orphans uh, it's much easier to follow, it has good animation it's also going to have a really nice intense story and it's only going to be about 25 episodes long so it's going to be much easier to digest and since it doesn't have any continuity or connection to the old Gundam series like Universal Century storylines, it's new and fresh so anybody can jump in and start watching it which I think is really awesome there's a few other shows that are going to be starting in the next week, the return of Seraph of the End, Vampire Rain, which I will be reviewing the second half of the season. Hopefully, it'll be better than the first. And there's going to be few other surprises. I'm also continuing to do my Star Wars series. Star yeah. Wars for 100 days. I'm releasing a Star Wars video every freaking day, seven days a week all leading up to the release of Star Wars The Force Awakens, and I need your help. I need you guys to look at these videos, because they are in Strugglesville right now. <laughs> I wasn't going there, Corey. I'm going to be honest, they're not doing that great, um, You know, compared to a lot of our other videos. Obviously, we're not a Star Wars channel, and I didn't expect these videos to go crazy, but I would really appreciate it if you guys would just at least watch them, maybe leave a few comments, and give me some ideas about what you guys would like to uh, see from these videos. Currently, right now, I'm vlogging and reviewing every episode of Star Wars Clone Wars, which is the 2 2003 animated series, uh, which was done by cartoon network and famed animator, Gendy Tartatovsky, who has created a lot of famous shows like, uh, Dexter's laboratory and samurai Jack, as well as working on big movies like hotel Transylvania. So make sure to check out that, uh, all those episodes. They're really freaking awesome. I'm choking on my own spit.
1: (laughs) Ah! So anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching this week's podcast. We always appreciate it. If it wasn't for you, this wouldn't exist. So, you know, uh, uh, we're awesome, but you guys make us awesome. So thank you so much. Corey, do you have the last read right there for a rogue?
0: I'm trying to bring it up. Okay, I'm
1: gonna stall. So anyway, guys, uh uh other things. Um Corey is really working hard on that super, super, super commie Star Wars something, something. You it's know? called Star Wars for a hundred days. <laughs> Corey is working hard. You know, we're just a channel with twenty thousand subs that only gets three hundred views. It's 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 uh not disheartening, but it's like just watch one. You know, you'll make uh you make this happy. Happy bald man, that much happier. <laughs> man, you
0: are, I'm trying to sell you it. Are, you are not helping the cause <laughs> for Star Wars for 100 days.
1: But it's good stuff, I and will say.
0: Lucky I have come to terms of the fact that I am a bald man.
1: Yeah, you know, you might just cause one extra hair to sprout up if you guys just relieve that stress of Star Wars not sucking anymore for Corey. Anywho,
0: (laughs) we want to thank you guys for watching the podcast today. I know we didn't really have anything special planned, uh, but we will for the next couple of weeks, so make sure to stay tuned for that. Lots of Halloween stuff. Uh, Before we wrap up the show, though, I just want to take a moment and thank our network, Rogue Intel. They are the guys that make this podcast possible, as well as a lot of other shows, so make sure to check them out. And you guys can actually support them in a number of different ways. One, you can just simply watch our show and check out the other podcasts they have. But you can also go to rogueintel.com Amazon for all of your shopping needs. What that's going to do is it's going to help support our show as well as their website. And the best part about it is you guys are going to still save a lot of money and you're not going to spend anything extra. By shopping at Amazon, you're definitely going to get the best deal on everything you need and you're going to be putting it all towards a very good cause. So make sure to check that out. Remember, that is rogueintel.com slash Amazon. So thank you guys for watching today. We will see you next time. Peace.
1: What's up, guys? It's Shane from Now That I'm Older. Check out Pure Orgasmic Love on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Sex, sex, sex. One of the most amazingly diverse topics on the planet. And each week, Dragonfly and Ape will discuss and educate on topics involving love, relationships, and you guessed it, one of their favorites, sex. Pure Orgasmic Love. Find them on RogueIntel.com.